Our U.S. military and military veterans are our country's greatest assets. But service comes with a price. Post-traumatic stress is our enemy, and our mission today is Operation Healing Heroes. Brought to you by Great Clips. Hey everyone, it's Jay Garstecki, and welcome to another edition of the Operation Healing Heroes podcast, where we document the lives of our U.S. military veterans one story at a time. In addition, we provide resources to veterans and their family members who might be struggling with post-traumatic stress so they can get the help that they absolutely deserve. Be sure to check out our TV show, Operation Healing Heroes, on Discovery Channel, Waypoint TV, Wired to Fish TV, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. Join me today as we talk to Bruce Ellens, a United States Air Force veteran who served from 1980 to 1987. Please join me as Bruce shares his story. Operation Healing Heroes podcast is made possible by Great Clips, the world's largest salon brand with over 4,400 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Great Clips, it's gonna be great. And by Sure Microphones, the leader in audio electronics since 1925. Visit them at www.sure.com. And welcome, uh, everyone. Welcome, Bruce, to the show. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks, Jay. Glad to be here. Hey, so we are at uh, Whispering Winds Resort up here in Lake Vermilion, Minnesota, where we just concluded, uh, what, three days of fishing? Three days of phenomenal fishing. Three uh, days of phenomenal fishing. Best fishing I've had in a long time. Cool. Well, um, again, thank you for being part of this uh this event this weekend and uh thank you for your service to our country we certainly appreciate it and i'm excited to be able to have you share your story with us and our, our listeners um i understand you served in the united states air force from 1980 to 1987 i did uh, most amazing experience of my life i wish i would have done my 20 um uh just enjoyed every minute of it stationed at two different bases hill air force base in utah and then i also in alaska Oh, cool. Got to hunt and fish my way across the world and loved every minute. That's awesome. Well, on these podcasts, I like to um, kind of start off with uh, life growing up. Um, tell us about life growing up. Did Where did you grow up? Uh, life growing up was, was really great. I had uh, two parents that were phenomenal parents. Um, grew up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, and then my dad was transferred to St. Cloud State University, and my mom was a teacher at Cold Spring Recorey in Cold Spring, Minnesota. So we moved to St. Cloud, uh, grew up in St. Cloud, and loved every minute of it. St. Cloud is a growing town, um, had a lot of good friends. It's, it was small-town America back then, but it's since grown quite a bit. Um, just had a great childhood. Um, a lot of friends played in the trees. I mean, we lived outside. That's cool. Did you have any siblings? I did. Uh, I've got one brother and two sisters. Okay. Uh, sister in Virginia, one in Arizona, and my brother is a school teacher in Wisconsin. Okay, cool. So hence the Green Bay Packers t-shirt, huh? Exactly. So you're qualified to wear it, I guess, huh? Go Pack. <laughs> Be a guy from Chicago and you're saying go Pack. I so. am. <laughs> You wear it proud. I can Packers see. Rule. I can see you wrote on there with a black magic marker, Packers rule. I love it. I did. I love it. So uh, military background, did, did you come from a military background? Um, yeah, my dad was actually in Korea. Uh, I had a grandpa who fought in World War II. 
Um, so yeah, it's, military has been in my blood, my history for as long as I can remember. So do you remember, did your grandfather talk about the war very much? Cause I know that generation. He did a little bit to me. Um, nothing I really want to share, but yeah, what they put up with over there to bring us our freedom was amazing. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're called the greatest generation for a reason and, yes. and yep. they live up to every yep. minute of it. So yeah, my, my grandfather was also, um, on the beaches in Normandy in world war two and, um, I mean, didn't talk about it much, but when he did, you better be paying attention because you may not ever hear it yep. again. But um, God yeah. bless him. Yeah. So, grandfather served. Your father served in Korea, also. Yes. Okay. And uh, did your any of your siblings serve or no? Um, no, they did not. No. Huh? Um, my older sister, uh, she teaches a lot of English um, to foreign speaking students, foreign oh, cool. countries. So she was. She, she's over in. Um, Turkey right now, actually, she's teaching English really? to Turkish students, yes. Very cool. And uh, your other sister? Uh, she lives in Virginia, and she's also a teacher, teaches second grade. Oh, okay. Kids, so Very cool. And your brother? My brother is a teacher in Marshfield. All teachers. Scott, and all teachers, and I taught ninth grade for many years. Oh, you did? I finally couldn't take ninth graders anymore, so retired from doing that. <laughs> So, uh, what led you into the military? Uh, at what point did you realize, hey, this is what I really want to do when I get out of... Um, when I was in high school, and my mom was a counselor, she was my counselor, and um, there's another teacher, I'll never forget him, Mr. Seathern, and he came back from Vietnam and had PTSD really bad, never hmm. went back into teaching, but he's always been one of my idols, and he... Got me into the service, talked me into it, basically. Really? So when you were in school back then, the, the teachers would talk to you about it? Yes. Well, That's, he would. He would? Yes. And was was he, obviously, Vietnam, uh, by any Vietnam veterans listening, welcome home. But yes. uh, many of them obviously weren't welcomed home at the time. And, right. uh, and many of them that I've talked to have, you know, the minute they were on our soil, they ripped off their uniforms, threw them in trash cans, you know what I mean? And we're getting spit on and all sorts of yeah, went, nasty things. He went through hell when he got back. And Did he? He was real glad to get back to St. Cloud and teaching again. But he was still proud of his service. Very much so. Amen to that. That's yes. great. That is great. I love that. So uh, how old were you then when you joined the military? 18, right out of high school. Right out of high school, yep. huh? And uh, why the Air Force? Why the Air Force? Good question. Um, they had good food, and <laughs> they, actually, they actually had women as sister flights, so that's one reason. Good food and women. Good food and women. Love it. But uh, so when, when you were thinking about, obviously, going into the military, you talked to your parents, and were they supportive? Very much so. Yeah? Uh, yes. Um, that was the best thing I could do. Uh, I was going through some hard times in high school. Um, paid to say it, did a few drugs. Um, yeah. Came through high school, still alive, made it through, and knew I had to do something with my life. Didn't have any plans, didn't want to go to college right away, and it just, it fit. Your dad, being in the Korean War, um, did he speak about, about the war very much or no? No, not no? at all. He was very hush-hush about it, but you knew he went through some stuff that yeah. Yeah, he just didn't want to talk about. And how about um, his relationship with your mom? Did he have PTSD and... He did, but they had a very loving relationship. Um, raised us kids right because we all turned out alive and okay. Yeah. Um, and again, he taught college, and my mom taught high school. So 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So all, all, all teachers. All teachers, 100%. Very cool. So um, what would you say is your fondest memory of growing up prior to joining the military? What would you say? Oh, just living life. Yeah. I mean, I've always just taken it one day at a time, and what happens tomorrow, I don't worry about. What happened yesterday, I can't change. I live it by the minute, and what happens now is what happens now. Amen to that. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to hear all about your time in the military. Awesome. Thanks, Jay. You got it. Hang on one second. We'll be right back. This week's Veterans Resource Nonprofit of the Week is Take a Vet Fishing. We provide one-day group fishing outings to veterans struggling with post-traumatic stress. The great outdoors has a natural healing power. Come experience the camaraderie and healing that one day on the water can provide. If you're a veteran living in or willing to travel to Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, or Florida, you can sign up free of charge to our one day of giving back events. Visit www.takeavetfishing.org for more information. Operation Healing Heroes podcast is made possible by Wiley X Sunglasses. Wiley X is a family-owned company founded by U.S. military veteran Miles Freeman Sr. with a focused determination to create the world's best protective gear for those that protect our country. Over 35 years ago, Wiley X was born on the battlefield. Today, Wiley X continues to pioneer protective eyewear and sunglasses, not only for our military, but for consumers as well. Visit www.wileyx.com and support the companies that support our veterans. And we are talking to Bruce Ellens. Bruce, thank you again for uh, taking the time to share your story with us. Um, let's talk about your time in the military. So uh, you said you were a little bit of a troublemaker in high school or was, just got into a little bit of trouble or found you on accident. No, I was a troublemaker. <laughs> I, I found trouble, and well, trouble follows trouble. So, yeah, it, it just we kind of hung out. So, uh, so that means what was what was boot camp like then when uh, when boot, you went into boot camp? About killed me. We had a big black sergeant that he didn't like me, and I was taking no orders from anybody because I you knew it all. I knew it all. Of course, yeah. I did. I was you know eighteen years old. Of course, sure. I know everything. Well, guess what, folks? Doesn't <laughs> happen that way. Um, yeah, he trained me down within two weeks. I was actually. Um, platoon guide and doing what he told me to do and in step and shining my boots and keep my foot like a square. And so, yeah, I, I definitely grew up in a short period of time. So would you attribute some of your um, life lessons that you've learned to that gentleman who very much so I'll yeah. never forget him. Um, Sergeant Greenway. That's pretty cool. Biggest, meanest guy ever saw, but willing to give you a hug if you needed it. That's awesome. Yep. I love it. I mean, they talk about how boot camp's supposed to break you down and build you back up again, right? It I did. mean, that's yep. That's well, what the goal plus is. Plus, we actually had a sister flight of fifty women, so it was. We got to do a lot of hugging, and you know, it yeah, was, it was all good. That's cool. So, where was boot camp at? Uh, boot camp was at Lackland Air Force Base um, down in Texas. Okay. And then I went to tech school also down in Texas um, at, I can't remember the base, and then transferred up to Hill after that. Okay. So, what was your, do you guys have an MOS in? MOS, yeah. I was a, believe it or not, I was an entomologist. I studied insects. Really? I did. And that's a that's a thing in the Air Force. It is. We we came up with the 
exact formula for DEET in, I spent oh. three months on a river in the Yukon. Really? Studying pest, or pesticide pesticides stuff? for, <clears throat> excuse me, for spraying on your skin to keep mosquitoes away. Wow. So that's when you were developing yes. all that. Yep, that's, developed that's- it and tested it and spent three months up on the Yukon River fishing salmon and spraying myself with bug spray to keep the mosquitoes away and not getting bit. <laughs> and did it work? Yes, I caught a ton of salmon. And it worked. That's cool. So you got to go fishing? I did every day. Love it. Love it. So you're in the Air Force, you're fishing, and you're developing bug spray. Yes, and they would chop me in and ask me if I want to go back to base on weekends, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I'll go fishing. Right, and then being there in the fall, of course, I got salmon fish because they were running up the river and shoot a moose and bunch of caribou, and they'd fly them out for me as long as I split the meat with the pilots. <laughs> really? I don't know if I could say that, but yes. <laughs> It's been long enough. I don't think it they're going to come after yep. you. Thank you. They're not going to come after you. So you spent seven years in the Air Force. So uh, what were some of the other things that you experienced while you were in? Oh, again, I loved every minute of it. Um, I got to do a lot of, I was a an aggressor. We had war games, and I always got to play the enemy, which I truly loved. Yeah. You know, playing at night, hiding in trees, you know, blanks and M16s and shooting Guns was my thing, and yeah, it was just... It That's was, cool. It was fun, but the people I was with made it fun. Yeah. You know, the guys I was with, everyone was amazing. Um, you know, everyone's there for the same reason or a different reason, but we're all there in the end to protect their country and, That's right. you know, to learn, and it, it was just, it was an amazing experience. That's cool. That's really cool. So I take it you guys made you made some good friends. Good friends I still have today. I Do still you? still go to Oregon every year salmon fishing with a buddy of mine I was in all the way through basic with. Um got a friend of Washington State and another one down in Virginia who I go down and see about every other year we switch states and I go down there, he comes up here. Oh cool. Cool. Yep. So you do stay in touch with yes. him. That's great. So um as far as uh, 1987, why, why would you get out then if you really enjoyed it? Um, I did, wanted to ship me to Korea, and I was just adamant I didn't want to go. I was stationed in Alaska and said, no, I really don't want to go to Korea. And they said, you have to. And I'm being a bullheaded, you know. Yeah. How old 20, were you at that point? 20, about 24, 25. Yeah. I said, no. You know, I had a, a girlfriend. And said no, because I couldn't bring her with. Was she in the Air Force also? No, she was not. She was a civilian. Okay. And so, uh, what, you just decided to not re-enlist? I I decided not to re-enlist, and it's the worst thing I ever did in my life. I really really wish I would have. It's a a regret, but, again, it's led to the rest of my life, which has been phenomenal. So, you know, it's, it's been a great life, and I don't regret a minute of it, except for that one time not staying in for my full 20. Yeah, huh? You would have liked to retire out of it. I would have. Yeah. Yep. So uh, with with the girlfriend, um, how do you how do you meet her while, while you're in the military? Obviously, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And she was a civilian. Um, her this is bad. Um, I was stationed out at Hill, which is a lot of Mormons, and met her and fell in love. And her dad was a cardinal in the Mormon Church, mm-hmm. so he hated yeah or me basically. And she decided to move in with me and follow me around. So, wow. Yeah, he pretty much disowned her and me and said, 
you're done, you're gone. Wow. You're on your own. So yeah, it was that was a tough time for both of us. But again, we survived till till we got a divorce. You know. Oh, so you ended up getting married? Oh yeah, we did. Um, it's been ten years now, eleven years now. But yeah. Okay. All right. She wanted to move back to Utah and follow the Mormon ways, and I said no. And again, bullheaded, yeah. stupid, whatever. So how long ago was that? It was about ten years ago, probably. So you guys were married for a long time, then? Yeah, we were. Yes. And did you have any kids or no? I have two kids, um, boy and a girl. They're both doing very well. One's a school teacher in Wisconsin. Wow. And my daughter lives in Arizona, and she cuts hair. Wow. Yes. Not for Great Clips by chance, does she? It is. For is great it Great clips. clips? It is Great Clips. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. That's cool. Very cool. Um, well. <laughs> Anything else regarding your military experience that you'd like to share with? Uh, what would you say to somebody who's thinking about going into the military? And uh, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, huh? Definitely recommend it. Um, if you need anyone to talk to you about the experience, whatever, you, you can get a hold of um, you. You, the, me, the Eagles Healing Eagles Nest. Healing Nest. Yeah. yeah, they can always track me down. I get your phone number, call you back. It doesn't matter. I will talk you into it one way or another. Excellent. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, you transitioning out of the military and what that was like. And uh, give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. This week's Veterans Resource Nonprofit of the Week is Take a Vet Fishing. We provide one-day group fishing outings to veterans struggling with post-traumatic stress. The great outdoors has a natural healing power. Come experience the camaraderie and healing that one day on the water can provide. If you're a veteran living in or willing to travel to Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, or Florida, you can sign up free of charge to our one day of giving back events. Visit www.takeavetfishing.org for more information. And we are talking to Bruce Ellens. Bruce, thanks again for sharing your story with us. We certainly appreciate it. Sounds like you enjoyed your time in the military. A little regretful maybe for not staying in a little bit longer, but uh, let's talk about transitioning out of the military. Did you did you uh, find that to be difficult or no? No, I did not. The transition out of the military was pretty simple for me. Um, I already had a job um, lined up before I got out. That's so, nice. yeah, I came out and I was a warehouse assistant, and then I took over managing the warehouse, so I had a lot of management experience through the service, and took that over and did that for a few years, and then, again, by then my life was in track online, and, you know, just did a little bit of job jumping and ended up um, teaching for 15 years, ninth graders, so. You did? I did. And where was that at? Uh, that was in St. Cloud. In St. Cloud, Minnesota, okay. yes. All right. So after the military, you were living, were you down, did you retire out of the military out of Alaska? I did. Okay. Yes. So you moved back I here? Moved, yep. I moved back here. Lower 48. And then I, well, I bopped out to Washington, spent six months out there and visited friends and just kind of traveled my way back. Okay. And you were married at that time, right? Yes. So you, you got married while you were in the military? Yep. Okay. So you and your wife uh, at that point had no kids? No kids. No kids. None, no. And then from no. Washington, Back to uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yes. Okay, and uh, and what did your wife do for for a living? Did she teach her uh, too, or no? No, she didn't. Uh, she just worked various jobs. Jobs, yeah. Got it. So um, you had some family in Minnesota still, right? Yep. From from uh, at before 
Uh, no. Didn't you say your your mom was my from? My mom's still alive. She still lives in Minnesota. Oh, great. Um, at old folks' home and still have a, well, my little brother now teaches in Cold Springs. So. Has your dad passed away? or My dad passed away, yes. He did. Three years ago, yep. Okay. And um, as far as after uh, you, you spent nine years, you said, uh, teaching? Or 15 years 15 teaching years in ninth teaching grade. ninth graders. And then after that, what would you end up doing? Doing what I'm doing now. Retired, huh? Retired, yes. Good for you. And uh, what do you what do you like to do in your free time? Hunt and fish. Hunt and fish, <laughs> huh? Exactly. Who taught you how to hunt and fish? My grandpa. My yeah? dad never hunted or fished a day in his life. Really? Yep. Just didn't like it, didn't want to, but my grandpa was very avid in both sports and hunting kind of. We picked up by ourselves. Um, we were in Boy Scouts and carved our own lemonwood bows. Nice. So I started bow hunting when I was like 15 in the Boy Scouts and with our own bows and shot my first deer that year with homemade arrows, dropped the whole quiver on the ground before I shot him, thinking out it was a stupid deer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I've been hunting and fishing ever since, and I just I thank my grandfather for that. That's cool. So let me ask you this. What do you like to do better, hunt or fish? Yes. All right. Good answer. Good answer. It's pretty amazing how I get, I get, I don't know. I, I would, I'd say more hunting than fishing, but I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that. But I mean, I've never hunted a day in my life, so I don't know. I'm, I'm a fisherman, obviously. And well, my, uh, my favorite thing, I call it funting. I, I hunt and I fish at the same time. I'll duck hunt and I'll fish out of my boat while I'm duck hunting. So I call it funting. It's, I thought you had to be like all quiet and calm in and all that stuff. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so you fish while you hunt. I, I funting, yes. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, um, so yeah, as far as transitioning back then, there was no, as far as post-traumatic stress or anything like that, that you experienced while you were in the military. So as far as transitioning out, uh, I know many of the, the men and women that I talk to say that, you know, um, uh, it's difficult only because they go from a, a regimented lifestyle of, you know, the military telling you exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And then coming out and, and trying to reintegrate into society and trying to find a civilian job that gives you the same sense of purpose, right. That, uh, that the military gave you, but um, you didn't have to struggle with that stuff. Right. No, I, I, like I said, I was really lucky to fall into a job right away that I enjoyed doing. Yep. Uh, number one, and had a very supportive family, supportive wife, and just really never felt the the trauma drama yeah. of coming out. I just, you know. That's I, great. That was an awesome experience, and I wouldn't do it any different today. Awesome. Well, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about life after the military, and I, I kind of get a sense of feeling that you hunt and fish, but I want to hear a little bit more about uh, your time after the military. So we'll be right back. Operation Healing Heroes podcast is made possible by Sure Microphones, the leader in audio electronics since 1925. Visit them at www.sure.com. And by Great Clips, the world's largest salon brand with over 4,400 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Great Clips, it's gonna be great. Operation Healing Heroes podcast is made possible by Wiley X Sunglasses. Wiley X is a family-owned company founded by U.S. military veteran Miles Freeman Sr. with a focused determination to create the world's best protective gear for those that protect our country. 
Over 35 years ago, Wiley X was born on the battlefield. Today, Wiley X continues to pioneer protective eyewear and sunglasses, not only for our military, but for consumers as well. Visit www.wileyx.com and support the companies that support our veterans. And we're talking to Bruce Allens. Bruce, thanks again for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, I know you want to get back out there and do some fishing off the pier before it's too too dark out, so I'll let you get out there. But just real quick before we do that, um, just wanted to find out uh, what's life like after the military. Like I said, I'm guessing that you do a lot of hunting and fishing. You're here fishing with us this weekend, which is great. Thank you. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you had fun. I do. I'm up here at Whispering Winds in the northern Minnesota on Lake Vermilion, and the most phenomenal place that I've ever been to for well, I've been pan fishing. That's Love cool. Crappie fishing, and we just slammed them today. Man, you got yesterday. some slabs today. I mean, some Big huge time. fish. Yes. So we just finished up with a, uh, a an amazing shore lunch that was put on by our guides, and uh, and it was phenomenal. I mean, and I was concerned because everyone, you know, we were talking about, oh, are we going to have enough fish? Are we going to have enough fish? Not only do we have enough fish for to feed, there's ten veterans that are here. There's seven guides that are here. Uh, myself, my wife, my son, we're all up here, uh, you know, representing Take of Fishing and Operation Healing Heroes. And, um, man, did we have the food, didn't we? Oh, we had the food. And <laughs> I gained, I don't know, 12, 13 <laughs> pounds in three days. But I do it all over again in a heartbeat. Nice, I, nice. I definitely plan on getting to be more of a part of what's going on here, um, other places. Yeah. I just, it's so amazing what these guys are doing. It is. I, I mean, it's so nice that uh, the Johnson family, um, uh, Ron Johnson and his wife, Margaret, and their son, Jeremy, uh, contacted me and said, hey, we've got this resort on Lake Vermilion. Uh, we'd like to start bringing veterans up, and uh, we want to give you the whole resort for the weekend. If they, actually, for the whole week, um, because of my travel schedule, I, I leave to go to uh, Illinois this week to uh, to." to put on a take event fishing event uh, on the Fox Channel Lake. So I had to cut out a little early, but um, yeah, they donated the entire, there's seven cabins here and they donated all seven cabins to our veterans and to our guides so that they can enjoy it. And um, it's just an honor. It's an honor to be out here. Uh, you know, beautiful God's country up here. It absolutely is. And um, man, the fishing was just a bonus. We had beautiful weather. Um, I mean, we couldn't have asked for, I don't think anything better, right? No, nothing better. It was a class act. I fished with Jeremy the Sun for about yeah. three days, and he turned us on to some of the most amazing fishing I've had in my life. He's he's and amazing. I've um, caught a lot of fish, believe me. Man, he and, and it, one of my good friends, Ben Olson, uh, who owns Thorn Brothers uh, in, in um, Blaine, Minnesota, I contacted him because I, I, I didn't know Jeremy, and I just said, hey, you know, Ben is born and raised in Minnesota, knows a lot. He's very connected um, in the fishing community. And I said, hey, uh, Whispering Winds, Jeremy Johnson, and, and he, Ben immediately said, he's like the best Lake Vermilion fisherman there is. And I said, wow, that's great. So uh, we were able to put all this together. And uh, this is the first year we've done something like this. We've Our take about fishing events are one-day events, and we have uh, a nine of those you know, down in Florida and Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota. But we've never done something like this where we've spent uh, three or four days taking our veterans out. And so... What an awesome weekend. Uh, it was. Our guides were just amazing. So um, thank you to, to Nick Dionysopoulos from Norson Construction. Uh, Nick stepped up and provided uh, almost all of our guides for us. And, and 
you know, these are all volunteers. These are people who tow their boat and spend their money and their gas and that stuff to, to make sure that we take care of, of our veterans. And I couldn't say thank you enough. It's just been it's been a great experience. And we can't either. We're, we're just trying to come up with something very special for them. When I get back, it's Hey, you, you, it's you guys, listen, amazing time. it was, it's, it's pretty cool to see the transition from Friday when you guys show up at, you know, what, three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, nobody really kind of knows each other. Everyone's getting the lay of the land. And today when you experience what we experienced out there around the fire with that, with that uh, fish Everyone's fry that palling around yeah. and loving each other, hugging each other. It's yeah. Like, you know, see you next year. And- Mike is playing guitar, singing songs. Yeah. I, it's just, I mean, it's just awesome to see that. I mean, that, that just culminates uh, an amazing three days, four days of, of fishing. Yeah, and, and I've got Jeremy coming down this fall pheasant hunting because he doesn't have any pheasants around here. So I oh, invited cool. him down. I said, weeks on me, brother. And That's awesome. So well, yeah, thank you. Trading trips and yeah, it's been thank amazing. You. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Eagle's Healing Nest because uh, that's uh, one of the, the organizations that we take about fishing contacted so that we could get in touch with some veterans to bring them up here to Whispering Winds. And I, I spoke to Melanie Butler, who's amazing. She's the director there at, at the Eagle's Nest. Tell me a little bit about that. Eagle's Healing Nest, um, it saved my life. Um, I was on the road to ruin, uh, going through some hard times, trauma and drama, and started hitting the bottle and was not looking back. And it's just... Woke up one day, and I have no idea why I drove to Sock Center, through Sock Center, and I drove by and saw Eagle's Healing Nest on a sign and didn't know what it's even about. I turned in, drove in, and Melanie was there, gave me a hug. Tommy, uh, the assistant director, um, said, come on, let's go eat. I had dinner there, and he says, what are you doing for the next however long year, whatever? I said, no plans, and he said, welcome, brother. You're really? Home. Yep. So, and that's how I got in touch with the Eagles Healing Nest. That's it crazy. A, it was an epiphany. It was just it was God's yeah. will to say, go this way because I've never been up that way in seventy one. I had no idea it was there. Really, and you're just out for a drive. I'm just well. I was heading north to. I have no idea where or why. I just some said go north, and I've never been up to Sock Center. And I turned on the road and drove by it and saw Eagles Healing and just drove in and. And the rest is history. The rest is history. How long ago was that? Uh, that was back just before Halloween. For Halloween. Year, yep. So how how long do uh, do people stay at the, the Eagles Healing Nest? Uh, there is no set time limit. Uh, you're there for as long as you need to heal. Okay. Uh, you can be there for alcohol, drugs, mental, or just to... Regroup. Get regroup, get your life back in order, and move on. So as little as a month, two months, to I know guys that have been there three years now that they're still in their in their phase of getting life back in order again. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing I mean, what they do. They want you to transition out, and that's what I'm working towards right now is transitioning my life through and finding a job and getting an apartment, but I'm staying in Sox Center because I want to be close to the nest. That's awesome. I love it. That's a that's a huge testament right there for, for who they are oh, and what is. they do. And what Melanie does is just phenomenal. I mean, she's the kindest, best person in the world. She puts up with no crap from anybody. You just you never want to lie to her or cheat or do anything yeah. against the nest or Melanie or anyone there because you will get called on it. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I love hearing those stories to know that they're taking care of our veterans because it's, it's amazing. And how many veterans are there at any given time? 
Uh, right now, I believe there's about 55 or 60 um, men, and then uh, there's women there as well. Um, we're in the process of finishing out one of the houses just for the women called Lady Liberty, and we're finishing out another one called The Ranch for another group of 15 men to stay in Great. Um, while they're there and transitioning and doing their thing. And this isn't for just veterans from Minnesota? This no, is... this is worldwide, countrywide. There's a gentleman there from Bosnia right now. Um, and I've met people from all over the country that are there for the same reason. That's amazing. And we've all got something in common, so we've all got something to talk about in group, and we hang out and come fishing. And That's great. I it love is it. Just the most, I love it. It's one of the most amazing experiences of my life. That's amazing. Well, um, this show is usually about post-traumatic stress, and thank goodness you don't have it, right? So or right. I shouldn't say that. You know what? Uh, we all have post-traumatic we stress do, in, yes. in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But thank goodness you don't have it from your military time. However, personal life, things like that, it sounds like you hit a slippery slope when you after the military, maybe after your divorce, yeah. and which led you into the you know the, the alcohol and, and into the eagle's nest eventually, yes, right? Exactly. So, um, you know, we all are... St- struggling in some way shape or form we all have some type of trauma anxiety yeah and there's no time limit no time frame i mean it's it can sneak up on you and you need help sometime in your life and it, it, don't be afraid to ask ever amen to that man that's i was just gonna ask you what would you say to a, a veteran or family member who's listening to this show who is you know contemplating not suicide necessarily just hey listen I, I feel like i could use some help but there's other people out there who need it more than i do so i'm no. not gonna call me we'll talk yeah anytime anywhere don't matter time of night or day knock on my door i don't care wake me up <laughs> i will be up and talk to you i love it any parting words thank god for the nest thank god for these guys up here taking us fishing and whispering winds place to go Amen to that, Bruce. Thank you so much for sharing your your time with us. Thank you. Uh, Life's a journey. Sometimes it can be a struggle, uh, but there's always somebody, something, someone out there that wants to help out. So uh, please reach out. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to a friend, a family member. Um, We're all here for you. Post-traumatic stress is a silent killer, uh, but there's ways of healing. If you'd like more information about today's podcast, please visit our website, operationhealingheroes.org. And until next week when we talk to another veteran and share their story, um, we can't wait to, uh, to to talk to a couple more individuals from the Healing, the healing Nest here. Uh, look forward to next week. Thank you so much. This week's Veterans Resource Nonprofit of the Week is Take a Vet Fishing. We provide one-day group fishing outings to veterans struggling with post-traumatic stress. The great outdoors has a natural healing power. Come experience the camaraderie and healing that one day on the water can provide. If you're a veteran living in or willing to travel to Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, or Florida, you can sign up free of charge to our one day of giving back events. Visit www.takeavetfishing.org for more information. Operation Healing Heroes podcast is made possible by Great Clips, the world's largest salon brand with over 4,400 locations in the U.S. and Canada. Great Clips, it's gonna be great. And by Sure Microphones, the leader in audio electronics since 1925. Visit them at www.sure.com.